before we get into the video, shout out to our sponsors, Subside Clothing Brand. Subside is a new, up-and-coming clothing brand established in Bristol that is looking to add something different with their clean designs that celebrate their roots. You can find the link to all their social medias in the description of this video. From the Terrace Podcast and Subside Clothing Brand, it's a match made in heaven. Support the boys, support the grind, shop Subside. Hello and welcome back to the From the Terrace podcast and to another edition of Champ Talk. It is a massive day in the world of football with talk of the European Super League, but the only Super League we want to talk about is the Championship. It's the best league on the planet, is what what Championship fans tell themselves. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, we're here to talk Championship. Obviously, we missed the weekend's games and a lot has happened since we last spoke to you including Regan, we're going to get onto it straight away. A team that will be returning to the Premier League. Who knows what teams they'll be playing next season? Where will they be playing? Will they be going to Old Trafford? Or will they just have to look forward to a dreary trip to St. James's Park? It is Norwich, of course. They have won promotion to the Premier League since we've been away. Um, and they lost the game 3-1 to Bournemouth, but it didn't really matter. They are uh, They're probably going to be champions. I'm pretty sure they've got Watford next, which means they will be confirmed champions as long as they don't lose that match. Um, thoughts on Norwich as a whole this season, Regan, um, seeing as they have been promoted? Uh, dominant, I think I think it's the word you have to spread that springs to mind for me, is dominant. Um, didn't really look, except for maybe the beginning of the season, um, when we had teams like Reading at the top and Swansea and all that. Um, but since, since probably around, I don't know, when was it? Probably... September, October, November time, they've been they've been a different class from majority of the teams in the league. And um yeah, that they, they deserve it. And uh, there's just hope that they can this hope it's not another yo yo situation because based on what's going now, based on what's happening, I could see that the, the three teams that have just come to the championship are gonna go straight back to where they came from based on how things are going. But um yeah, Norwich have definitely been a class above majority of people, except for Bournemouth. Bournemouth in this game, we've said in our both said in our predictions that Bournemouth on a really good run of form, and we went, oh, we'll give them a chance. We both said draw in our predictions to show that you know we do have a bit of faith in Bournemouth, but they went step, they went well three steps further than what um, what many people thought, and uh, nicked all three points, and they've got incredible momentum now going towards the playoffs, and yeah, I, I could see them get a get a, maybe a third place and come up against um, a Barnes or something, which is a tough tough thing. But, um, yeah, they've got all the momentum going to the playoff, and that's a very scary team at the moment. It certainly is. I think when you look at how they're performing now is how you'd expect Bournemouth to have performed for most of the season. I mean, until January, they were seen around, in around the top two, and you were fully expect, expecting Bournemouth to be in and around there for the whole season. They obviously fell away. They had troubles with their managerial situation. And they, you'd say they've underperformed this season. They have underperformed on the overall. But if they're the team with the players and quality they've got, going in form into the playoffs, I think a lot of people would fancy Bournemouth as the team to win it. Um, I mean, the likes of Dan Juma, that goal he scored against Norwich Regan was absolutely ridiculous. He's a player who's taken me by surprise this season. Didn't see too much of him in the Premier League last season. And he's just a class above. He will be playing in Premier League no matter what next season, whether it's with Bournemouth or not. You have the likes of David Brooks, who's said, Dom Slanky, I'm not sold on, but championship level. I mean, he's still a good striker for the level. Their, their team's a great side. And, um, they showed that against Norwich. They're easily, they can easily compete with Norwich. But the thing that you've got to give to Norwich this season is that they've been consistent. And 
they, they've not let their they've not let their um, performance levels drop. You, the likes of let's be honest, for most of the season they've been consistently amazing. The likes of Emi Buendia, yeah, he's a player who shouldn't be playing in the championship, but you've still got to go out there, perform, and be hungry to to score goals and create goals. He's done that. Simi Puki, although started pretty poorly to the season, has just come and scored a ridiculous amount of goals again. Uh, you have the likes of Todd Cantwell, Kieran Dow, who missed a lot of the season through injury. He's, he was a great signing, but we said that at the beginning. And then they've been better at the back. They've been better at the back than they were last time. The likes of Ben Gibson, Grant Hanley. You've got to give it to Norwich. They've been the best team all across the pitch, no doubt this season. And they thoroughly deserve to get promotion and they're going to win the title as well. But um, as we said, I'm touching on the game, Regan. Dan Juma scoring a great goal. Bournemouth winning pretty comfortably. Obviously, um, Norwich would have probably had less concentration on the game knowing they were promoted. But it is a, it's a scary thought for the other playoff teams who Brentford, Swansea, Barnsley have... Uh, I don't think anyone's going to want to come up against Bournemouth right now because they are the team who, um, who, are, who are in form. Um, going on to the next game, Regan. Uh, Watford, top two race. They lost 1-0 to Luton in the derby. A game that I predicted, I believe, on the on the socials that I thought would be a draw because I did think Luton in the derby game would give them a bit of a go. They did. They ultimately won the match. Watford losing. Is the, Brentford and Swansea both failing to capitalise, though? So do you think this loss is significant? Do you think this loss can mean more? We know Watford have got very tough last four games. But is it really actually going to ultimately mean anything? Will they drop up that second place? I think it's. I think it's too hard to. Uh, it's, it's too. Yeah, I, I can't rush to conclusions. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. I can't rush to conclusions. And say that after they lose one game to Luton, I'll be like, oh no, that's it. The the, the top two's gone. No, just end it now. Uh, I think it's just a case when because I know I said it on the reverse leg, um, when because I I remember we did that on um, on the Twitter as well because I remember when I was recording it. Um, I said that it's a it's a derby game more than anything, and and teams like Luton they they write, they live for these derby games against a against a team that ultimately are better than them in Watford, and even though uh, I did say Watford win and you did as well, but you only said because Watford are the better team, um, that that Luton can spring a surprise, and I think that's exactly what happened, and I I wouldn't look too far into it uh, from a Watford point of view. But like you said, the remaining games are incredibly tough ones, starting next, uh, the, the very next game, which I can see maybe they wanted a win here to carry over the momentum into the Norwich game. Mm. But um, I think they'll be let off the hook massively, knowing that every team around them um, dropped points apart from Bournemouth. And um, yeah, actually, yeah, uh, apart from Bournemouth. Um, so yeah, I think that's a little bit of weight off their sh- shoulders, but they know that they can't, they can't ride their luck because we saw that with Swansea in some games where they just got a draw, but then Brentford dropped points and then Watford dropped points and et cetera. But they can't go off that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't rush the conclusions now, but maybe if they get humbled by Norwich, for example, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not a top two certainty after all, especially with the likes of Bournemouth going as where they can and the performances we've seen from Brentford and Swansea at times this season. Maybe the top two isn't a certainty at the moment, but a few, just a few occasional results should see them through. Well, you're right. A few occasional results should see them through. I think the thing, I mean, I'm, we've been very much, we've repeated it loads of times in the last few weeks, but Watford will get the top two in our opinions. Um, more, not even because of Watford's strength, but because of the chasing pack, continuously not taking their chances. Brentford and Swansea once again. However, the thing you've got to look at is 
isn't we, we know Watford can beat these sides today they're going to come up against soon because they'd be red in a couple of weeks ago and they've beaten them before. I think the thing with Watford is that are they are they going is this going to have a big psychological impact? Like you said, Luton is probably the game despite being a derby they'd expected to win with the, the, in their final running. Now they've got to play Norwich, Brentford, and Swansea in three of their last four. They've got to play those. And although the gap is six points to Swansea, and if Brentford win their game, hand five points to Brentford, they've got to play those teams. Now, Norwich can confirm winning the league if they beat Watford. That'll give them some incentive. I know they're going to probably be on the booze um, for, for a lot of that time. But they've got an incentive there just to get it done, beat the team who are in second as well. That sort of adds a bit of a better taste to a bit of a sweeter taste to, to winning the league. Um, and then they've got to play Swans in Brentford. So if they do lose their games, I, I always thought that if they, I thought well, if Watford lose their games, you still got to rely on Brentford and Swansea to capitalise. But if Watford lose their games, Brentford and Swansea would have capitalised because they would have lost to those teams. So there's still that chance there. Although the points um, aren't too close, and you'd think six points, five points over four games, is that really going to happen? Well, if the fixtures Watford have got, it is completely a possibility. But what you'd have to say is, does anyone have any trust? Brentford and Swansea to win the remainder of their games as well. I don't think many people do. Um, I think that's the issue here. Um, one thing I'd like to touch on in the top two races, just before we get on to the final game we're going to discuss, is uh, I saw Pontus Janssen's post-match press conference from uh, Brentford joining Neil, Neil Millwall, obviously. The game where Millwall sat deep and Brentford couldn't quite break them down. Um, that three at the back system that Brentford has swapped to for temporarily for the end of the season. It is quite concerning when you hear Pontus Janssen in the post-match press conference saying that was his and Christian Norgard's idea and that Thomas Frank wasn't sold on it. Now, that does worry me, the fact that although if, if I'm all for sticking with your system, your system through thick of it, it got to a point where it was clearly stale and because of the lack, uh, lack of Rico Henry, Brentford have had to switch things up because they just didn't have an outlet at left-back, which was so important to their system. They've gone to this three at the back. It's worked. They've won 5-0 and drew 0-0. It's, it's, it's been better. Um, and it wasn't his idea, which is concerning, but he was still going to stick with the same thing. Uh, I don't want to get on his back, but that that just worries me. And I think, I think a lot of the Brent fan base have this view that we're all behind Thomas Frank in terms of we want him to take us up. But if he doesn't take us up, it, it, are those the sort of signs where you think maybe is, is that one step too far and it's time for him to go? But... Yeah, that was that was a bit of a concern for me, especially going into this final little run-in. But um, Thomas Frank doesn't quite know how to change his tactics, whereas his players do. That was a bit concerning there. Um, anyway, we'll brush over from the promotion race, Regan, and we'll go straight down to the other end of the table. Um, Birmingham winning by one goal to nil from Rother- against Rotherham. Harley Dean scoring. Rotherham obviously also on Thursday losing two uh, one nil to Coventry. Uh, sorry. They've had two big chances there, Regan. We're gonna keep we keep going on about it. Oh, they've got one more chance. They've got one more chance. I mean, technically they do. They're four points off Derby with two games now. But like, is this for you? I, I personally think now they're relegated. If you're if you're gonna play Birmingham, you're gonna play Coventry, you're gonna play the teams around you. Those are your chances to win games. And they they failed at every single hurdle, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Apart from, um, I think they got a. I can't remember exactly, so excuse me for that. But I know they got a, they got a, they got a win or a draw against something. But yeah, the um, the teams around them that that that's the worst thing for them is that yeah you're losing etc. and you're not get you're not gaining any points. But the fact that you're losing to the teams around you and they're getting further away from you is is making things a whole lot harder. And when you look at the table and you see that 
on the face of it, you still got two games in hand and you're four points behind. It's very much possible. But when you think that those two games in hand are against Luton, who can spring a surprise, as we've just seen, and against a very solid, well, usually the usually really solid Brentford team, it's going to come increasingly, increasingly difficult, especially because Dar- Derby, um, I'm not sure if that should be, I'm not sure that's me personally or us personally, but usually on some games with Derby, I can, I can have confidence and say that I can see them get a result here, a point, maybe even three, again, against teams around them. And with Rotherham at the moment, I can't see that. There's a reason why we both said um, why we both said Birmingham in this game, and I think I said Coventry against Rotherham uh, in uh, in the midweek game. So that that's because we don't have any faith in them. And I think if we don't have any faith, imagine how the players feel that they're trying to they're trying their hardest. They they're on they're on tired legs. They played um, three games in nine days now, and it's just going to keep coming and coming, and they're just going to. I think just going to fatigue even more, and their heads are going to drop. And yeah, it, it's especially conceding a last-minute goal like that um, to lose to lose a very valuable point. <clears throat> it's it's a really bad thing. And um, yeah, I'd hate to say it because I say every week we like Rotherham, we want we want them to stay up. But um, yeah, it's come increasingly increasingly unlikely, and I think they are down as well. I think the concern with Rotherham is it, it, we know Rotherham don't have the biggest quality in their side, and their team who. Who win games off fine margins, and and that that's that's the game they have to play of their low budget, and I understand that fully. Um, but they they didn't create really anything against Coventry. Didn't really create against Birmingham. And the problem is, if they're losing those games, fair enough. Like game football's won by four small margins, but they're not even they're not even testing the other the opposition really too much. I watched both games, and Rotherham never really looked like scoring. And that's a concern. If you're not going to score against those sides, you're not going to score against the better teams. For Rotherham, I think it is a case. Obviously, tired legs. This schedule has been very tough for them. But I was speaking to some Rotherham fans on the forum and they said that they're not down and out. They, they didn't like the idea of being down and out. But they did. They completely agreed that they've not taken their opportunities. And they've had a very, very uh, comfortable fixture schedule. And they failed at, failed at pretty much every hurdle. So I think for Rotherham, it is it is done and dusted. I'm happy to be proven wrong if they go and win uh, some of the rest of their games. But Rotherham is looking poor. And Birmingham aren't a particularly good side, as we know. And uh, yeah, like I said, they didn't really ever threaten them too much. Um, so that is, that's the relegation, Reg Regan. Um, Derby County, do you think they're... I'm assuming because you think Rotherham aren't good enough, they're going to be fine then. Um... I believe so because, like I said, um, I, I usually have a bit of confidence that they tend to pull out some results every now and again. And when I'm looking at their um, their fixed the remaining games right now, they've got um, they still got Preston, Birmingham, Swansea, and Sheffield Wednesday. So apart from the apart from the Swansea game, they're they're three games that you can definitely see them grab at least a point from. And I think that's the I think that's the main reason why because Rotherham still have quite a few tough games left in comparison to what. Derby have so I think that's the main reason why is that when when it matters most I can see individual players from Derby step up and grab grab at least a point and with the gap to Rotherham and the fact that I have them Rotherham picking up a maximum of one point from the two games in hand that they have it's just not going to be enough for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, we'll get on to predictions then, Regan. There is predictions to update us on. What are the scores looking like? Have I continued? to drag things back. I'm actually unaware. So uh how are we looking? Um I've got some I've got some great news. Um 
I say that, you know what, we're happy with 50%. Every single week, 50% is great. And um, I'm happy to say that this week, week 42, is the lowest amount of predictions we have gotten right combined this entire season. So things are looking good then. Entire season, exactly. We, we, I say 50%, we get six, one of us gets six. Combined, we got a grand total of four, which is uh, two, two each. Uh, so, yeah. I have a question. Can, you, can please people like, write in the comments? Any, Why do any, you watch us? Yeah, any one of your <laughs> listeners click off now. Because like, we're, we're about to do our predictions next, and off that showing, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I'll quickly run through for people that didn't uh, didn't see our um, social media um, what uh, what we predicted. Uh, I predicted a Blackburn Derby draw. You predicted a Derby win. So naturally, Blackburn were going to win the game. Uh, you predicted a Reading win. And I predicted a Cardiff win. So naturally, it was going to be a draw. Uh, we both backed Brentford, and obviously that didn't happen. Uh, we both backed Watford, and obviously you know that didn't happen. Uh, you got QPR right. So uh, I suppose if you know any team in this league, it's, it's your arch rivals. So congratulations. Um, Night in the Forest, we both got completely wrong, so well done to us. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday against Bristol City, I, I, I knew that Bristol City just aren't good, uh, so I got a point for the draw on that, GG. Uh, you said Stoke, and I said Preston. Well, only natural result there was that they were both going to be terrible, and it's going to be a nil-nil. Uh, Swansea versus Wickham, yeah, we weren't going to predict um, uh, a draw. Uh, so that didn't happen. Norwich versus Bournemouth, both went for draw. That didn't happen. We got we got Birmingham versus Robin Wright, and Barnsley let us down once again. So yeah, that's two two on the week. And um, yeah, you can you can stop clapping now, guys. Like we know we're brilliant. And um, overall, that is two hundred and two to two hundred and fourteen. Array, join the two hundred club. GGS. Congrats. Yeah, at least I'm in the two hundred club. I mean, that we have no idea if that's any good. It's not because we know it's below fifty percent. So. Um... Anyway, let's get on to the predictions for the midweek games then. Let's see if I can actually retrieve any sort of credibility back for uh, championship knowledge. And Regan, we're starting with my team. A uh, little six o'clock kickoff on Tuesday. Brentford versus Cardiff at the BCC. Um, Cardiff, probably, you'd, yeah, probably no, no chance of playoffs now. Um, Brentford is about winning every single game now, as as we've, we've said for a while. But this championship's weird, and teams seem to be get, have been given lifelines over and over and over again. It feels like we're repeating ourselves. Brentford, Cardiff, can Brentford get the three points? Uh, I'm going to go for no. Um, Cardiff are basically out of the playoff picture because there's twelve. They've got twelve points left on offer, and they're eleven points out of the playoffs. So unless uh, Barnsley just completely collapse. Um, that's no, there's nothing for Mick McCarthy. So I'm not sure if um, this could go either way. They could just accept that you know they're not getting playoffs and trail off. Like, well, okay, that's it. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for that. Or they're really going to push themselves because it is still possible. Um, for the game though, just because I know Brentford are getting uh, more defensively solid, um, but Cardiff are Cardiff are kind of still defensively solid. So I think it's safe for me to go for a draw. And in all honesty, it's probably going to be a nil-nil or a one-all. I'm going to go for a Brentford win. I, I understand the draw thing because like, I was very tempted to go for it. I'm going to go for a Brentford win for the fact that we're dwindling down now in the games. And this might sound like a silly reason to... Ivan Tony still needs that goal to break the record. Um, I feel like... He, and Ivan Tony is brilliant with, in a defensive tussle with, with big players. 
he loves that sort of thing. And I think um, maybe he's going to get the better of Aidan Flint on this occasion. Cardiff, like we said, playoffs no chance. Um, although Millwall had no chance, so I guess there's no reason that. I just we know Brentford are the better side, really. I just think they might nick it. I think Ivan Tony's gonna be hungry for goals. He hasn't scored. Uh, he scored against Preston, but his goals have been dwindling a bit recently. And he is a no-on striker. He will be. He will be disappointed if he doesn't hit that target now, seeing as he went so high. I, I think Brentford will just about nick it. I'm probably gonna say one 0 I'm gonna go for a Brentford win. Um, you've got a back here, boys, and you? you've got to. Uh, the next game is Norwich versus Watford, the crunch game at the top of the table. Norwich can obviously confirm uh, the championship title. Watford need a big three points to push away the likes of Brentford and Swansea's interest in that top two. Are Norwich going to have the minerals, Regan? Are they going to be sober enough? Yeah, will they even be allowed in the ground? That I suppose that's a question that has to be asked. Uh, I think I think just for the fact that I know that this is the chance that they want to, that they can win the league, and I think that they're really going to be pushed to be, you know, wrap this up now, win this league right now. And yeah, you can basically just relax for the rest of the season pretty much. So I think that's the only, that's the reason and the logic, I suppose, uh, that I'm going to go off. I'm just going, going to say Norwich. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I think that Norwich, I think, I think, let me, let me just check if I'm right on that. I think a, a draw, a draw doesn't do it. But it basically does. I mean, it doesn't confirm. I guess you're right. They need a win to confirm. Um, I just think that Norwich, obviously, I think they both can have incentives because Watford know how the importance of every game now. And they're going to want to get promotion done as soon as possible. Norwich are going to want to get um, the championship title done. They've had a couple of days party and that does leave a hangover. Norwich ultimately are going to win the title anyway. Although I've discussed how it would be sweeter to do it against Watford. Two good teams up against each other. I think Norwich will dominate the game, but I think Watford might get a draw out of it. So I'm going to go for a draw. Preston versus Derby County. You'd feel one more win for Derby County would confirm their place in the championship. Can they do it against Preston, who are a side obviously playing for nothing at the moment, Regan? Uh, this is once again a bit of a nothing game, in all honesty. And I think that um, Derby will just go on the defensive for quite a lot of it and be like, well, if you can't score against us, you can't beat us. So we're going to uh, get a point here. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a boring old draw. I'm going to go for a Derby win. Uh, may seem ill-informed. I know Derby's form is terrible at the moment, but I just I have confidence in there. They are going to kill it. I feel I just feel like Ryan Rooney's going to get it into them. Let's be honest. He had that great impact at the start. He knows how to get. It's not that he doesn't know how to get anything out of this group of players. He does know. He's shown that. I feel like just tell them one more win and you're safe, and, and then they can relax. So I'm going to go for a Derby win against Preston. Sheffield Wednesday versus Blackburn. This really is enough game. Wednesday are not going to be staying up. They. Uh, Bottled that game against Bristol City. Bristol City went down to ten men, uh, and 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 uh, Sheffield Wednesday missed a penalty too. That's a game they should have wrapped up. If you're not going to wrap up games like that, I don't think you can have any uh, confidence in them. Can you really, Regan? Yeah, exactly. I think their heads have dropped quite massively after that game because that was three points right there in their hands, ready for the taking, and that that just yeah. And, and look how it ended now. Um, but once again, like I said in the Twitter video, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, concern elsewhere around Sheffield Wednesday with obviously Darren Moore, etc. And um, I, I imagine that um, he's, he hopefully he is going to get better. And um, yeah, for the game itself, though, I'm actually I'm going to back Birmingham just because um, you mean Blackburn? Black oh yeah, sorry, yeah, because I looked at the um, 
because I was looking, I was just thinking of Birmingham because they're so good. Um, Blackburn, yeah, um, Cardiff and uh, <laughs> Cardiff and Derby. <laughs> two good results. Of course, I'm joking. Um, Cardiff and uh, the Derby games, two good results for Blackburn. And when they when they uh, when they're playing for nothing, they usually do well because that's just logic, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to go for Blackburn. I'm going to go for a draw in this game because the Sheffield Wednesday just plotting along. They're, they're not doing anything too terrible, but they're not really putting up too much of a fight. Blackburn, obviously, the inconsistencies. As soon as we start to back them, Regan, this is my reason. As soon as we start to back them, they put a couple of wins together. It all goes downhill. So I'm going to go for a draw in that game. Um, two contrasting starters. Barry Bannon, probably to unlock that Blackburn defence, but it's been relatively leaky of late. Um, Swansea versus QPR. Regan... QPR obviously um, winning at Middlesbrough. They did lose to Rotherham recently, but they are one of the more informed sides. They held all the way up to 10th in the championship table when they were relegation threatened but a couple of months ago. Swansea, last chance saloon at the top two, as we have mentioned. Can you see the drama of the championship, meaning that Swansea get the three points? Anything can happen here because... I'm not sure what's happening with QPR because they were terrible and then Charlie Austin came and then they were really good. And then Charlie Austin got banned for three matches and then they got six points out of those last three games he wasn't playing in. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what, what's happening to this team? Um, but I, I think it's just safer for me to go for the Swansea. That, those last couple minutes in the, in the Wiccan game, even though it is against Wiccan, really show just how good Swansea can be. And I think that um, to carry that last few minutes into the into a game against a QPR, which is prone to quite a few errors and mistakes, etc., especially at the back, uh, I think Swansea will win this. I'm going to go Swans. I'm going to go Swansea too. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Swansea have struggled recently against teams who like to keep it. Um, uh, they've run out of ideas going forward, Swansea, haven't they? Especially against teams who have put in a, a low defensive block. Um, QPR, obviously, a free-flowing team, a very good free-flowing team, who, but with very, a very open defence and we know they can concede a lot of goals QPR um, at any given moment and I feel like Swansea's quality up front will uh, look to punish that and I think I think Swansea will hang on to the hope of top two for one more week um, going into the Wednesday games Regan Millwall versus Bournemouth Bournemouth the informed side in the division along with a couple of others against Millwall who obviously got a point at Brentford Millwall the season's over for them really um, Bournemouth are going to continue wanting to win games, you'd have thought. Are they going to do it? Yeah, they, they've, they've got to do it against him. The goals are drying up and Bournemouth, the goals are everywhere, everywhere for Bournemouth at the moment. And don't, don't get me wrong, I could, I, could see, I could see a surprise draw here just because it's at the den and it's Millwall and Millwall could just sit back and go, you know, throw everything at us, we're going to throw everything back at you. Um, but yeah, Bournemouth are an amazing informed team right now and it'd be silly to go against them. So I'm going to go for the Bournemouth. Bournemouth for me, off the back of that performance at Norwich at Carrow Road, you can't argue against Bournemouth at the moment. They beat the best team in the league comfortably. So uh, you'd imagine they'd beat Millwall. Uh, Rotherham, Millwall, Regan, it feels like the, it's got to be the final time we say it. Last chance saloon for Rotherham. Middlesbrough have dwindled a bit recently. They fell away from the playoff pack. They were doing, they were probably overachieving to be in that conversation anyway, um, thanks to Neil Warnock. But it's another season in the championship for Middlesbrough. He's not the type of manager to let his players drop their standards, though, is he? No, 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 no. He is definitely not, uh, because it's Neil Warnock at the end of the day. Um, 
but you still you get you still get this aura that possibly is last chance saloon for Rotherham, and I think that they're just going to give it their all until 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 they until they physically can't. Um, however, just the way that these two teams are playing, form um, was it Rotherham have only had I think one shot on target over those over the past two or three games, which is terrible. Um, I am going to say a boring draw again. I think I said draw a lot. I'm going to go for a draw again. Unfortunately, going to bat Middlesbrough, and I think this could ultimately relegate Rotherham. It's the legs. They're gone. They've got a small squad anyway. They've had injuries. They're tired. I've seen nothing to suggest that they're going to stay up against Coventry and Birmingham. I'm afraid, Rotherham, I think Middlesbrough are going to beat you. Warnock will do a job on them and ultimately relegate them. Um, Stoke versus Coventry. Regan Coventry have had a couple of good results recently. They've managed to pull themselves away from the relegation zone. Uh, they are, you'd expect, safe against a Stoke side who are guaranteed to be in the championship next season. It feels like we're at that stage of the season where a lot of teams are going to be guaranteed and there's only a few places up for grabs. So, it's a tough one to call, you'd have thought. How do you see this one going? Yeah, this really is a this really is a nothing game. If there if there ever was a game that if you look at the dictionary under the word nothing, you'd probably see Stoke versus Coventry at, at the Bet365. Um I am I don't know. Uh really don't know just because of that exact reason. It's a nothing game. It can go any way, shape, or form. But once again, I'm gonna go for it's a, it's Stoke, it's the Bet365, so I'm gonna go for another draw. I'm going to go for a Stoke win because I feel like Coventry can afford and they've put a lot of effort into the last few weeks. It's just They've had a lot of pressure on them and they've got the results. I feel like they might just be able to take the foot off the gas slightly. I know Mark Robbins isn't that type of gaffer to allow that, but they're going to stay up. I think Stoke will beat them up. We know Stoke have got some quality likes Nick Powell. Um, they, they have got some quality in their side and they, they can unlock a team on their day. It's just that they never comes often enough. So I'm going to go for a Stoke win. Next one is Wickham, Bristol City. Wickham, but the grasps of victory at Swansea they had. They were 2-0 up and obviously drew 2-all. Bristol City coming back with 10 men for the majority of the game to fight back and get a point at Sheffield Wednesday. But like we said, Bristol City are one of the worst form sides in the division. I mean, along with Wickham because they are bottom of the league. But um, you, you, is it one of those ones where you can wear, to be honest, not often, it, but I have confidence in Wickham to get a result. It's not often you have confidence, but Bristol City really are an opposition with little to play for terrible form. Nigel Pearson feels like it's just experimenting with everything ahead of next season. Bristol City as a club have given up on this season, obviously. But it's all about preparing for next time out. I think Wickham could get three points here, don't you? I, I think so, yeah. Apart from if they if they can survive the uh, uh, collapse like they did against Swansea, and especially what they did against Luton, because uh, if you think the Swansea game was bad when they conceded two in the last ten, try conceding three in the last six against against Luton. But apart from that, for the majority of those two games and the couple of games before and against Rotherham and Blackburn, they've been actually they've been pretty good to watch, which is horrible to say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to look past a team that have put actually quite a few good games together and especially against a team that, like you said, are one of the worst teams in the league on form right now. So mm. I'm actually going to go for a chair boys win. It's going for a chair boys win and I'm going to back the chair boys as well. Up the Gareth Ainsworth's Barmy Army. One little thing I want to note on this. I saw Gareth Ainsworth in the week he was on, uh, I think it was the Rotherham game. Maybe it was a week or two ago. Um, on Sky Sports Punditry. And I know Wickham, have, this really is a punt at the Championship for them. You've got to feel sorry for their fans not being able to experience it. But I, we spoke about this beginning of the season and I've not really liked the mentality from Wickham. I know people like it. But the Gareth Ainsworth just happy to be their mentality isn't one I'm, I'm particularly a fan of. And I feel like your gaffer 
if he wants to do that in his spare, if he wants to do that um, when he's retired, albeit I, I understand, like I mean, you want to find something else to do. But while you're still managing and while you're in a position where, I mean, mathematically they could have still stayed up, and you're going away and spending time away from the training ground and focusing on Sky Sport punditry, personally I think it's wrong, and I'm really not a fan of it. And I think although Gareth Ainsworth sure is a lovely bloke, he seems it. And he's he's a great manager. I feel he's let himself down personally this season in some of the in some of the ways he's dealt with the situation at Wickham. But he maybe he's earned that because he's got Wickham in the championship. So who knows? But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go for a Wickham win. Three games left to predict Regan. Birmingham versus Nottingham Forest. Lee Bowyer's Birmingham are in a decent little bit of form. Can they win? This is just gonna be biased for me because I like Lee Bowyer and I don't like Chris Hewton. So uh, it can only go one way for me and it's gonna be a Birmingham win. I'm gonna go for a Birmingham win too. Lee Bowyer has breathed some life into a club that looked like it was being sucked down into League One. Uh, and Forest, obviously, the players are on the beach now, aren't they? So I'm gonna go for a Birmingham win. Huddersfield versus Barnsley Regan. Barnsley, you'd feel they still they still need to compete. They lost, obviously, um, on the weekend. They're obviously Still, they're allowed to lose a game. They've been in impeccable form. But they do, they do have an incentive here. Yorkshire Derby as well. They need to go out and get a win just to make sure that gap between them and Reading stays enough. So, do you think they're going to go and get it? From Honestly, my, my head is telling me no. My head is telling me that, um, that there's, some, there's something in there that's saying that this is a game that has a slip-up written all over it just because Huddersfield is just so inconsistent that they could just end up wiping the floor with Barnsley. Obviously, the scoreline may not show it, but it could be again the hardest field control. Um, but I think I might just be going for my heart more than anything here. That um, Huddersfield, they're just too inconsistent. I think that's the reason that I can say that they're good. I also say that they're bad, and um, I think that's going to be their downfall in this game against a usually solid Barnsley team. So I'm going to go for a Barnsley win and go for my heart over my head on this one. It feels silly to say it for a team who's sitting in 20th in the league, but Huddersfield on their day can play some of the best football in the, the division. That's thanks to Corbran, and obviously he's trying to do sort of Bielsa type thing at Leeds with his own spin on it. He's obviously got a lot less quality of player there. Um, they've had an all right season, I think, in terms of Huddersfield. I know they're 20th in the league, and that may seem silly to say, but I thought they were bang on for relegation this season with the state the club was in in the beginning. So he's done a good job there. But Barnsley, like I said, they need the three points more. You'd expect Huddersfield to stay up. Barnsley are a better team. I feel like, the, you know what, I'm just looking at the thought of Daryl DK up against Richard Keogh is frightening. The strength, the pace, the power, the, the, the clinical finishing that he's had. He, Daryl DK has been an absolute revelation for Barnsley. So I think Barnsley are going to get the win in that game. Finally, Reading, they have to keep up the pace with Barnsley if they are going to win. So it's Luton versus Reading at Kenilworth Road. Um, would you expect Luton to probably take their foot off the gas a little bit for this one, Regan? They've confirmed they're in the decision and they've won the one game they probably want to win for the rest of the season now. Yeah, that, that's, the, um, that's the thing that um, springs to mind is that I know that obviously a win against Wickham is hooray, congrats. Um, but I'd imagine they had that date marked against Watford on their calendars for, for, for a very long time and they got exactly what they wanted from it. So I'm not sure if they're gonna if they're completely burnt out, and I can see them um, not be as not be as amazing as they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can, my, I think the more logical thing here is a draw. But I think that Reading still have a lot to play for, and they just show they had a good showing against Cardiff. I think it's safe to I think that's a reasonable thing to say, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think it's safer to say that Luton are more burnt out, and Reading has to have a lot to play for. 
especially because Barnsley could slip up against Huddersfield, I am going to go for a, a Reading win. For me personally, I'm going to go for Reading win too. I think I've seen, especially the punditry around you, Michael Morrison on Sky a lot. They've had, um, I've seen interviews with McIntyre, I've seen interviews with the manager. Do you know what about Reading? It feels like, although it may not ultimately come to anything, but like I said, I feel the manager's done a very good job to even get them in the conversation. They've got a talent. They've got some talented players, albeit some less talented players, and maybe not much too much of a structure. But they've got a real team spirit there, and I feel like Reading aren't a team who's just going to let this slide. I feel like Reading definitely aren't going to let this slide, and this playoff race will at least go down to the last couple of the games of the season. Reading aren't going to let up, and if Barnsley win, Reading will win. Um, so I'm going to go for a Reading win too on this one. I, 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 I actually I, I quite like Reading in terms of the football they've played this season, not as a football club, but in terms of the football they've played this season, the way they've gone about things with a squad that has had, apart from Lucas Yao, limited investment in it. They've got the return of John Swift that's happened as well. That could be big for the last few games, and they'll be hoping if they can get into the playoffs, John Swift will be a big factor for them. So I'm going to go for a Reading win at Luton, as we've said, Luton season ultimately over now. Um, Anyway, Regan, that is our predictions for this week. That means that is this episode of Champ Talk over with. We're happy to be talking about the championship. There's none of this European Super League nonsense here. We'll see how that develops over the course. But we we all know that Norwich will be a Premier League team next season. Whether they're travelling to Old Trafford, Anfield, Stamford Bridge, who knows. But we know they'll probably be at the London Stadium. They'll probably be at Goodison Park and they'll... uh, well, well, I mean, you would have hoped so. Imagine why Stam and Leicester get in the European Super League. That's a conversation for another day. Anyway, um, that is this episode of Champ Talk over with. If you did enjoy the video, remember to like it, subscribe to the From the Terrace podcast YouTube channel, leave us a rating on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and me and Regan will see you in the next Champ Talk. <laughs>